Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Part two. Part two of the episode. Season six. Episode ten. Holidays. Holocalays. Like a holla. We're in a daze, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness gracious. Kelsey's still here. She's still alive. I sound amazing. Still sounds amazing. Go easy on her, everyone. Just go easy. We did a... We took some, we took a break. We went peepees and poopoos. We ate some crunchy apples. Got some tea. Got some water. And here we are for part two. This episode is going to be fucking nuts. I can already feel it. Yeah, yeah. This is a yeah. Um. Well. Um. First, we're going to start off with everyone's favorite segment: living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Me, 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 me. Can I I tell you a story? One one person? Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll do this first, then I'll tell you a story. One person. It's Sloan. Yes. Ah, fuck. I'm so good. Um, How many episodes of Grey's Anatomy is she in? Won't tell you. Uh Her name is Levin Rambin. She's in one episode of Private Practice. Does she play Sloan? Yes. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. Because there's going to be complications with her baby and Addison needs to deliver. We'll see what happens. I know so many things because I'm fucking genius, man. It's the crossover. Oh, the next episode. It's the crossover. It's going to be her. Did I nail it? Oh, the victory dance this man is doing. Did I, I just, wait, did I just get it? My, Carmen, I almost just called you Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Ever told you if you've ever gotten anything right before it happened. Oh fuck. So next week on Gray's Academy, we see Sloan have trouble with the baby, and Addison's gonna be there in So Oceanside Wellness. Fuck. You gonna watch you gonna catch up in time? I'm gonna fucking have to. So okay, wait, is the episode is is it gonna go Gray's? Then private practice. private practice, yeah. Okay, so episode eleven of Grays, and then episode eleven of private practice. Yeah, I'll double check and verify, but I'm almost positive. All right, I think we should do the crossover like how we did last time, where our our episode, our weekly episode, was that crossover of private practice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <sighs> For anyone out there listening, I'm currently on season three, episode four of Private Practice. So doing better than I was before. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you've seen Sound of Music, right? You remember like last episode when I referenced Sound of Music and yes. you didn't know what I was talking this about? This is called a callback. <laughs> okay. What was the reference that you made? Do you remember? I sang a song from it. Let's start at the very beginning. It's okay. A very good yeah. Place to start. So that's um, that's not the Do Re Mi song, is it? No. Yes, it okay. is. Sorry, it is. I just yeah, yeah. Lie. It is. The it Do is. Re-Mi. So I saw that movie as a kid. I know the sound of music, but I must have 
maybe there's some trauma that happened around that movie that is blocking my receptors of remembering that movie sequentially. So I go, oh, Jessica, my favorite part of that movie is the last, the last song that they sing, the end of the movie when they, when they use the puppets. And she goes, what are you talking about? And I was like, the goat puppets with the yodels. And she's like, I what? I do Ooh. love that song. That song is a fucking bop. I need mm-hmm. to know if there is a a YouTube trap remix of that song somewhere oh in God, the internet. It's so good. If it is, if it doesn't exist, I'm claiming it. I will figure out a way to make it. Um, down and lonely. Anyways. Um, so I showed it to her and she's like, Carmen, it's not the end of the movie. And I was like, well, yes, it is. And she no, said, well, not. no, the dad is still with this girl who she, who he's intending to marry, not Mary Poppins. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't understand then. Uh, so all of the rest of the movie happens. I need to I need to just watch that movie. But yeah, Marlo was though I will say it is long. Yeah, no, I, I remember it being a long movie. Uh, but we were showing I was we were playing that on YouTube, and Marlo was entranced. So I need to buy goat puppets now. Is what I'm. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah, but that's a good man. She had some fucking pipes, dude. Mm-hmm. And then we went and watched uh, this the. Oh shit. I need a bass drop. I need a bass drop. I'm waiting. The video quality on this is dope. They made a music video with real goats. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Oh. Clara's gonna fucking love this episode. (laughs) (laughs) This is another one where I wish you were filming video because our dancing is so good. Oh, this is lit. Yeah, that's lit. You got to send that to me. That was a good call on your part. Thank you. Everyone just Google the Lonely Goat Herd remix and that'll come up. Fuck, I love the internet. The internet is truly a beautiful place sometimes. Honestly. So, um, yeah, I need to watch that. But Marla was entranced. Oh, then we watched the uh, Princess Diaries 2 where she sings uh, Crowns of of Glory, Roads of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And then she just does like a breakdown with that so Raven. And I'm like, yes. okay, this is pretty cool. Princess so. Diaries is so good. I never Princess saw the Diaries second two one. Is also good, but the first one is like so good. I but I've I seen the first the one. one. Um, but uh, yeah. So the second one, uh, Captain Kirk is in the second one. Mm-hmm. I Captain did not know Kirk that. Captain Kirk and Gimli. And Gimli. His his uncle is Gimli. Oh shit. The first one doesn't have anyone that I can remember off the top of my head. The guy Other is that- the lead singer from Rooney. Mm. And Mandy Moore is in the first one. Oh, love Mandy Moore. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, so there we go. Sound of music. But that that whole thing was started because of you. Because Jessica said, Kelsey said, you've never seen The Sound of Music. And I was like, no, I have. But the best part of the movie is the end. And she's like, this is not the <laughs> fucking end. <laughs> Probably in the first half of the movie. Yeah, that movie's so long. Like, I love Julie Andrews, but damn, that's a long-ass movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, Lord of the Rings prepped us and prepared us for this. And Mary also, Poppins is also a really long movie. That is one that I have not seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, Dick Van Dyke is in that movie. He's, He's almost chim- 100. Man, I only knew him from an episode of Scrubs. 
until I realized that young him is a penguin. Well, close. Yeah. A penguin who sweeps chimneys. Oh, he just turned 98. Why did I think he was 99? I thought he was 99. Oh, well. All right. Anyways, so can we start this episode with Hunt and Teddy? Because yes, I just have so many feelings, and this is... Tell them to me. My first feeling can be summed up with a question. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Mm. Um, you know? Yeah, I do like, know. I do know. There uh. is something... There is something poetic about uh the the people being in relationships and mm-hmm. loving each other and not saying anything and holding it in but, but they're like, being what's the point there like, is i don't know like it's it's for sure like a masochist thing like you have to love pain you have to enjoy life the pain is of that short like life is too short to not be with the people you love the most i, I just i don't know okay I think we need to put an asterisk on that as we're not condoning um, actively cheating on or no, leaving I'm saying, your, your spouse. However, well, I am condoning leaving relationships if it's not the relationship you want to be in. Totally. I'm not condoning cheating. I will say that. But like, if you know you want to be with someone else, obviously we know, we know as viewers that Hunt's relationship with Beth was already shitty. Right. Like it was not good. He didn't break up with Beth for Christina. He had already broken up with Beth. So if he was prepared to not be with her and he knew he had feelings for Teddy, then like what? I don't understand. Also, I am just so confused as to what it would have been like where they were because Teddy has not been subtle from the get-go. Second number one we meet Teddy, she is not subtle. I imagine that in Iraq... When they could die at any moment, she's being even less subtle, is my yeah, thought. I don't know. It's weird. It's so bizarre. Um, also, because, like, I felt like the way he reacted at the end of the last episode was, like, not the same as how he acted in this episode. No. Like, he was like, oh, sorry, you had a crush on me. And then in this episode, he was like, why would you tell me that? I've loved you for a trillion years of my life. Yeah, it it was a complete 180. Yeah, it's um, really odd. And it wasn't it, it wasn't a why wouldn't you tell me? It was a why didn't you tell me because I felt the same way. But he's really he says why did you tell me? Oh, is that what he said? Like yeah, he's like why did you tell me that you had feelings for me before? Because like it's not fair. Like I can't fucking do anything about it now because but it's like making me question all this other stuff, but like you know, props yeah. to him. He does love Christina. He wants to be with Christina. She even gives him the out. But, like, it's just, I don't know. I mean, so, I'm kind of on his side. What? Why tell her? Like, why tell him? I mean, like, what, to Teddy, I say, why did you tell him that? Yeah, what's what, the end game? What was your best case scenario? Like, Well, I think the best case scenario is he, he, picks, he picks, picks, chooses, and loves her. Right, but, like, I don't know. It's just... It's just bizarre to me to to think, to put myself in her shoes and be like, oh, this person who's quote-unquote my best friend, who I've been in love with, where, like, I don't know, like, 
maybe 10 years. I don't know if we have a time frame on it, but I'd say like, well, no, at this point, it hasn't been 10 years since 9-11 yet, but for seven years. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a fair. It's like. Yeah. And he broke up with the person he was engaged with when I knew him. They clearly haven't been talking that much since since he left. Um, And then he's like with someone else. And I think, oh, well, since he's with someone else, I'll tell him that I was in love with him. Why? There's I think there is a, a little bit of Why? shoot your shot in this instance. Also, private practice spoiler alert. So take go get your phone. Mm-hmm. Go get, go your get it. Butts on the ground. Take your earbuds on the ground. I'm going to give you another five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. I know we're going to talk about this again with Patreon when we when we do when we get caught up because I'm keeping all of my notes. Yeah. But like it's the same thing with this this Addison and Noah thing. Mm-hmm. They they clear. I don't know. I have a really hard time with the way that that relationship goes down, yeah, it's but it's really bizarre at that point. Like both, both of the people need to just leave the situations and be together if that's how they're feeling. And I think that the, the theme that I'm, I'm gathering from the Shonda land universe is it doesn't matter if you're coupled up, if you, you can love someone else or you can love multiple people. And I think Pete even says that in, in one of those episodes is like, well, maybe he's with the wrong person and you could just love him. And everything's maybe you're supposed to be together. I don't know if I agree with that, especially in that scenario where there was a baby on the way. But in this scenario, no one is married. There's no marriage you're breaking up. And to me, that feels a little bit more safe. So I can kind of see where Teddy's saying, I'm shooting my shot. I get this. But she says that she's not when she tells him. She's like, no, no, it's fine. I just want But like, I've know. loved you from every second of every like, day that I've ever known you. Like, well, that okay. was in this episode. I mean, the last episode when she tells him. Right. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know the headspace she's in. It's still just basically like. Her end game, I'm, though, is she wants to be with him. Is what it I'm seems. either inviting you to cheat on your significant other with me, or I am inviting you to leave your significant other for me. One of those is a better alternative than the other. Yeah, but if you're truly best friends with someone, do you want to do that to them? Do you want to put them in that position to make that choice? I don't know. No, I don't think you do. But every scene that we see Teddy, she's like, I fucking hunt. It's really intense. And even when they're outside, there's like, there's this weird romantic chemistry that they have. Like, oh, nice day. It's brisk, but it's not cold. And yeah. Um, that scene where Hunt is looking at Teddy and Christina is like on cloud nine in the background and yep. they make eye contact and she <sighs> realizes, oh, the, these eyes that Hunt has right now are not for me. They're for Teddy. Mm-hmm. It, it leads to the scene that you that you had mentioned. And I think I think you could take us take us through yeah. that in a second here. But um, it's intense and it's sad. And you can see that Christina is clearly affected by this. No one wants yeah. Christina to get hurt. Yeah, and also, like, I mean, I do definitely think that I don't think Owen's lying. I think he loves Christina. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, Like, he, yeah, he tells her, well, okay, he gets all angry because he does not have the best control over his emotions. He gets a little aggressive. 
She, he pulls her off into a room and he's like, I need to talk to you. Teddy, Teddy, he pulls Teddy off. In yeah. The room. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, what's wrong with you? You come over here. Why would you tell me this now? Why do you even care? You didn't say a thing all those years. Why now? And Teddy goes, I don't know. He's, you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why does it matter to you? You never felt the same way. And he says, of course I did. Of course I did. I had all those feelings for you, Teddy, for years, but you never gave me anything. What is happening? Like unclear. Like, I don't understand what their relationship when they were deployed looked like. Teddy says, you were engaged. Oh, and you never gave Teddy for years. You were engaged. You were engaged. You idiot. You never gave me one hint. You idiot. I have loved you forever. I have loved you when I was coupled up. I have loved you when I was single. I have loved you every second of every day. He says, Teddy, and she says, I love you. I am in love with you. They almost kiss. They're so close to kissing. I really thought that they were going to kiss. I thought it was going to get intense there. Yeah. I I mean, it was intense. I mean, yeah, it was intense. There was not a moment of physical infidelity. Um, And he says, I'm in love with Christina and he leaves. And, and then, then she, Christina pages Teddy and Teddy's like, mm, do I hate you now? Maybe. They don't though. They don't, they don't hate each other. She doesn't hate them. And, but let's, let's talk about that scene with Christina and Hunt. Yeah. Walk us so through that. After Christina has seen this moment of staring. And then also after they have successfully, replaced Kelsey's heart, which we'll get to. And her boyfriend proposes and he's like, we've been through a war together so we can be together. Christina goes to Owen and she says, I'm insensitive sometimes, but I'm not oblivious. And I don't want you to be with me because you feel like you owe me something because you two went through, through war together. And then he like cuts her off and just like really just starts eating her face. With just like every ounce of his body is just like ah, on her mouth in public, like just out there against all of the hospital or wall. And he says, I am with you because I want to be, I am with you because I love you. And she says, are you sure? And he kisses her again. So intense. Yeah. Quite. He's, He's really trying. I think that he's also trying to convince himself mm-hmm. in that moment. I feel like that's a fair read because he's like coming off very aggressive. So I don't know. Um, what uh, if you had to make a prediction right now? I still think that he's going to, there's going to be some sort of physical infidelity with Teddy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to screw up or she's going to put him in a scenario where it's like, apparently when Hunt gets the most pissed off, he just kisses. So I think there's going to be a scene. Just spit out this. <laughs> Where uh, Teddy Teddy is going to do something that really pisses Hunt off. It's going to be about Christina. It's going to be about them. And he's going to be forced to deal with his emotions through uh, through through speaking the French language, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my prediction right now is they, they, they will have a kiss. 
but I don't know if it's going to be a point of no return situation. Okay. So when do you think that happens? Uh, within the next like four episodes. So by season six, episode 15. Okay. Um, I don't know that I believe that Christina will see that, though. I don't think Christina will see that. So do you still think that Owen's going to find out about the Jackson thing also? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, and... Okay, well, let's talk about Teddy. Teddy and Christina's patient. Um, Kelsey... It's me. First of all, first of all, this girl is the real life sister. Do you remember the episode where the two sisters were in a car crash and one sister goes, I hope you die. And then she did. Yeah. So the one who said, I hope you die. That is this girl's sister in real life. Whoa. Yeah. I see where the no, they have no heart in that family. Mm, See what you did there. Because they're so mean. Yeah. Um, I think one of them works at Animal Kingdom now, I'm pretty sure. Wait, what? We can meet these people? No, she I think she is I think she's like um I think she like is an animal caretaker at Animal Kingdom now. She quit acting. Can we get I'm her on the podcast? Positive. Wait, I can what's her name? I can reach out to my boy who works as an animal caretaker in animal kingdom and see if we can get the in. Okay. Panna Baker. I'm going to reach out to him right now. Hold on a second. Oh my God. There's a picture of her with Zach Efron. That's the one who said, I hope you die. That's not this one. What's the name? K? K A Y. Panna Baker. Yeah. Yeah, she's a zoologist. P A N I B A K E R. P A N A Baker. P A N A N A S. P A N A N A S. Nope. Okay. All right, I just sent that text. We'll see what's happening. Next next podcast episode may have uh, Kay, Kay Panabaker telling us that she wishes that we would die. Oh, okay. For the po- It's for the content. All right. So, all right. This girl, in the first couple of minutes of the episode, in the cold open, uh, they have this patient. Clearly something's going wrong. They take the heart out. No backup plan. Yeah. We'll just hook her up to some kind of machinery. And that's how this episode starts, which I did not even realize this is a thing that could actually happen. This is crazy. Is it though? I guess I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. It kind of feels like something they do on Grey's Anatomy, but baby isn't a thing in real life. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like maybe the time it is they, a thing in real life. I don't know. Like the time they built a woman's throat out of a steak. Good mems. Yeah. By the time they cut an Elvad wire. Mm, and no one got fired until something more egregious than that had to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. 
So yeah, they just take her heart out because it's just garbage, apparently. It's just a piece of useless muscle or something. And um, so this girl's just like on a vent. Her boyfriend is there or the guy she's dating. They were on their fourth date when she collapsed. And they basically, they're like, if you want to leave, like we will take care of her. We have great nurses. Like, it's okay. And he says like, she doesn't have a family. So I'm going to stay because I would, I wouldn't want to be alone if this was me. So he stays. Oh, wait, fun fact. I forgot. That's this the guy, brother of the girl in real no, life. Oh, in real life. That guy is married to Lexi. Yo. Yeah. Wow. Like currently? Yeah. Wow. Like, I think they have three kids. Good for them. You know, she was pregnant with one of them in this TV show. At one point, she was pregnant in the show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, cuties. They're a cute little couple. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. Mr. Lexi? <laughs> yeah. Nathan West. They've been married since 2002. Wow. Oh, they only have two kids. I thought they had three. Oh. Only two kids. But still. Good stuff. That's cute. I like that. That's a good. That's your fact of the day, people. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's actually a lot of fun facts about this episode. The well, keep, sister was one of them. Yeah, keep them coming. I'll get to the, my last, my funnest one in a minute. I think you'll enjoy it. Um. So, yes, he stays with her. Obviously, this is a bonding experience. He's, like, so supportive. He's there the whole way. He's I don't really think I could guy. do it. I don't, He's if, such if a good guy. Four dates. I don't think I could have done it. <sighs> I don't know that I'm shocked by that. You Do you think you would have? Yes. Wow. You like to believe that you would. Well, I'm just, like, historically a very monogamous person. I never really like just went on dates. I just like was in relationships with people. So in my mind, it's just early on in the relationship. That's, I mean, I guess that's fair. I, uh, the end was kind of crazy, but yeah, I think, I think, okay, you're right. I probably would have been like, Hey, if this you is kind of, you knew for a fact that that person had zero family. Yeah. Yeah. I probably, yeah, I probably would have said, yeah, I, maybe you don't propose. But yeah. I think you would at least stay. I mean, I for sure, I haven't even been long distance with this person for six years. How could I know them well enough to propose? <laughs> <laughs> I have not yet moved across the country for this person. I can't possibly propose. Goodness. Fuck. But yeah, no. Okay. So I, I see where you're coming from. I, I get it. But yeah. Um. Anyways, th- th- man, that scene where Christina was like, just wait till New Year, girl. Organ Palooza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good times. She's something else, that that Christina. Yep. Um, and then later when she they do get the organ, and then Teddy gets mad at her, and she's like, how dare you be happy? Look at that dead person, and her father's so upset, which is true. And I don't want to take away from that, but I do also want to notice that you can, I think, yeah, I do think Christina's exclusively celebrating is wrong. But I think it's important to see that in terrible moments like that, there can be like light in the fact that this person is saving a life. And probably if she's an organ donor, she's probably saving like between seven to 10 lives. I don't know. 
Yeah. Now, again, I'm not, I don't mean that to diminish the pain that our family would feel. I just think it's important to acknowledge both sides of that situation. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think Teddy and Christina are just at polar opposite ends on it when really the, the appropriate thing is somewhere in the middle. It's fine to have both emotions. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, anyways, so yeah, the oak. And Kelsey really wants to, she's like, I love snow so much and I don't have a heartbeat. Please let me see the snow. And so. And Christina did not like that idea. Christina was like, yeah, we probably shouldn't do that. Which in her defense, they probably should not have done that. But yeah. I also have a soft spot for Christmas. My name is Kelsey and I also love the snow. So yeah. I'm conflicted. Um, well, then we get when, this cute cute scene yeah when, on the well, way we get th- when they're taking her out yeah. Teddy's like oh I love Owen so much let me tell you about the time he made it snow in the desert it was so cute and one of the soldiers cried I love him so much he's so handsome and perfect which basically is what Jackson was standing behind Christina saying because again it's hard for me when t- to see Teddy tell a story like that and then to hear Owen go, you never gave me a hint. I'm like, maybe you're just a blind moron. That feels more likely to me. Yeah, because- no, he is for sure a blind <laughs> moron. We, the viewers, are like, they're they're gonna bone. But yeah, when Jackson's like, Hunt is so delicious when he's tending to bloody soldiers. <laughs> love me some Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jackson. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good times. So, uh, so that's, you know, again, Christina kind of picking up on the, on the weird energy. Uh, and then Kelsey collapses because her bowel has died. Part of her bowel has died. Uh, and then, so Christina, Jackson and Bailey save, fix that, but they can't put Kelsey under general anesthesia because she doesn't have a heart. Yeah, so she's she's septic, hypotensive, anesthesia. and has no heart. So they have to do local anesthesia and awake surgery to remove part of her bowel. This this to me is, is probably it, it it's for sure a nightmare. It's one of the most insane things I've ever heard of in a TV show. Also, don't think it would work. Don't yeah. I think the person would die of some sort of pain before like the, the pain would knock them out. they had to go unconscious i think they would faint I mean, or I, or like i don't know i feel like it's somewhat similar to a c-section i, I didn't have I, one I, I guess but they're using like intent oh, i don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. I didn't even think about that. I don't think they would die, but I do think they're portraying it correctly and that there would be enough discomfort to make her cry. And I, but I really liked that they let the boyfriend be in there. Yeah. Um, I like that. And I like that Bailey's like, no, don't be sad. We'll sing you a Christmas song, which is so sweet. And then she forces Christina to sing. Uh, No, no, I don't do Christmas. I'm I'm Jewish. Jewish. (laughs) She's like, sing or get off my service. And she makes Alex sing too. It's cute. I like it. They all sing together. The boyfriend sings. It's so good. Yeah. So she successfully gets through that surgery. Then at Christmas, 
Christine. Does Christina see Owen and Teddy making eyes at Christmas time? I feel like she does. Yes, because right after the... Well, yeah. I don't think Owen is making eyes when he's playing the guitar. I think Teddy is just leering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christina doesn't see that. Christina only sees when she gets excited because I In think... In the ER? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's after they she figures out. And she does all the... We, we find out that she does all the background work for getting this heart situation lined up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She gets people to make exceptions. It's already there. It's in the same hospital. Um, they take her off the list because now there's a heart right here or something, blah, 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 blah. There's like a lot of stuff that Christina rattles off that she's very proud of. That made her happy that Teddy was like, okay, this is great. Cool. Yes. But also shit sucks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Teddy is just leering at Owen at Christmas dinner. Good times. Um, and then later on we get the confrontation and then between Owen and Teddy and then the one between Owen and Christina. So, yeah. They, they, she made it to, to New Year's Day, which is what she said that all she needed to do. Excuse me. And uh, we get... We, we get it. She gets a new heart. She gets the new heart. She, uh, she pulls a full Wizard of Oz and they get, they get a heart. She finds a, a mm-hmm. heart. Um, and love. And love. She gets, yeah, a heart in all sense of the word. And the scene where she's like, hey, like, feel my heartbeat. And he's like, like I only feel your booby. Um, and then he fucking proposes. Yeah. When he proposes and she goes, what are you doing? Christina goes, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Goodness. We've been through a war together. If we can get through this, we can get through anything. I get that. You can mock him, but I think he's true. I think what he's saying is correct. I am mocking him because he's already married to Lexi. But you make all me not say- want to tell you things. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, so I understand where they're coming from. I don't think that that's something that I could do. Although I guess you have nothing to do but talk about yourselves and get to know each other when you're sitting in that room locked up together and she can't go anywhere except die with snow and her bowels are getting blown up. Mm-hmm. So that is crazy. But it all worked out. She got a heart and love. At the same time. Yeah. And also, like, when you think about it, they went on four dates, but then they had a month and a half of this hospital stay where the assumption is that he was there every single day. So that's, I'm going to say somewhere around 45 days together full time. So you would get to know someone that quickly then as well. But anyways, I like to imagine they're happily ever after and she no longer has heart problems. That's what I like to think for them. That's your truth. My truth, my truth is it's time for a message from our regional sponsors. And we are back. And that's also my truth that we're back. So true. Anything else for uh, Kelsey and what's his boy's name? Mike. Mike. Oh, my God. It's Mike. Whoa! <laughs> Kelsey and Michael. Wow. I just put that together. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Wow. wow. I'm going to go upstairs and tell Michael. That's amazing. That's, that's so, so funny. Wow. I'm so stupid that I didn't put that together. That's how much I don't think that Mike is the same name as Michael. 
That's why I hate when people call him Mike. To me, it's literally like not even the same name. That is so, so funny. Well, I love alternate that. universe us. And I mm-hmm. don't have a heart, you guys, because I'm so mean and hateful. I hope it's you perfect. die. He did try to. And you also to have a sister. Early. I do have a sister who looks like me. Uh, wait, what? Michael Pratt proposed to you very early? No, no, no. He just like, he brought up the idea of marriage a lot earlier in the relationship than when he actually proposed. And I was like, <laughs> you need to calm down. We just It met. was like, no, it was like probably a year and a half, close to two years. I was like, whoa, guy, pump the brakes here, buddy. <laughs> Stop acting like we've been together for three years, you monster. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> Oh, silliness. All right. So we still have quite a bit to talk about. So little time. We have Nosebleed Kid, and we've got a Bailey storyline that we need to talk to, talk about. We'll do Nosebleed Kid because that's pretty quick, honestly. That's kind of just happening in the background amongst everything else. Yeah. So Nicholas Nicholas has a lot of nosebleeds, much like Carmen had last week. I forgot about that. But Nicholas is a teeny tiny little baby. And to reach the aneurysm that is causing these nosebleeds, uh, they would have to go in through his nose. But the tool that they would use to do that does not exist in a size small enough for his teeny tiny little baby brain and little baby nose. So Arizona, Mark and Derek decide to make their own somehow with money. I don't know. I don't know about science. Good for them. It's probably going to save other lives as well. Just kind of going on. Again, in the background during this episode, uh, they decide to make it. They make it. It's taking time. Nicholas comes back to the hospital multiple times with more nosebleeds. Finally, they're like about to have to intubate him or tube him or something. I don't know. And Derek like runs in at the last second. He's like, don't do it. Don't do it. We have the tool. It's ready. It's ready. And Arizona Arizona says dramatic timing. And he's like, I love to make an entrance. Love it. Great scene. Love to make everything about me. Hey, listen, when, when you're right, you're right, you know? Listen, they save him, which is what matters, so. It's a happy ending for Nicholas and his family. And I'm sure, uh, again, Arizona, Mark, and Derek will have some residual checks coming in the mail yeah. over the next rest of their career. Now, yeah, it I is, love love it's so interesting, them. it's so interesting to think about, though, because they, they, uh, they basically have to send this kid home and they're like, oh, this, he, he's going to get a nosebleed. We'll stop the bleeding. We can figure it out for right now, but he's going to go home and he will die. And that's what's yeah. going to happen. What an interesting thing. Just knowing yeah. you're going to bleed out and die because you're just going to get a nosebleed that. and not stop. Yeah. Delightful. So. Um, okay. Well, so yeah, is, is there anything else on that storyline? We kind of touched on it in the other stuff. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that was kind of an easy storyline to talk through. But uh, the hospital gallery is packed watching that new equipment that they're doing. And when mm-hmm. it does happy, it does have the happy ending. They're like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are done here. And then they get to celebrate New oh, Year's. Because yeah, it's like seven seconds to New Year's. So cute. Yeah. And then they mask touch and they have their yeah, mask kisses. I that was cute. That's a cute little moment. Yeah. Because they can't desterilize the field. You know? Which is fair. Yeah. Which is fair. I can't take their masks down and we've just made medical history and now we're going to spit on it for kisses. Yeah. <laughs> it is new year's after all, which when you think of new year's in TV, 
Is there mm-hmm. a specific New Year's TV show moment that stands out to you? Friends. Thank you. Okay. When I think Multiple. of New Year's... There's it's... two New Year's episodes. Oh. The one with the routine. And the one where they all agree. It's like the first or second season. Wherever he has Marcel and Paolo. So it's the first season. Oh. I was thinking of the, the one where they all they all kiss. And it's when Chandler gets to kiss Monica. Oh, that's also a good one. No, the one I'm thinking of, though, the whole episode is the New Year's Eve episode. Both. Mm. I don't but know I know remember that specific too. one. It's season one. And then the other one is the routine where Monica and Ross go do Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that one. That's a great one. The other storyline in that episode is Rachel, Phoebe and Chandler looking for their gifts from Monica. So funny. Ah, oh, goodness gracious. I love that. I love friends. I love That's friends. So good. You need to listen to the audiobook now. You I know, to, I you, really you do. You need to do it. All right. So, Bailey and Bill Bailey. What a name. Strong Bill name. Bailey. I Strong love it. Strong name. Great casting. Yeah. Great casting. He kind of gives me. Uh, standard market James Earl Jones vibes. Younger. Younger, yeah. Younger modern day James Earl Jones. Yeah. Uh, you know who also I got I got vibes from? I felt like was that Sam's Sam uh from Ted Lasso? That wasn't his dad, right? Don't think so. Carmen, you're bordering on <laughs> I don't want to say you're making assumptions based on race. No, no, no. I, it's been a long time since I've seen... First off, he had... Okay, you know what? Fuck that's you. That's why I said I don't want to say it because I don't think that's what you're doing, but I worry that that's what's happening. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to look it up, though. I have the episode pulled up right here. William, William Bailey. Frankie Faison. What a name. Hell yeah. Fake fake Bill Bailey is better. Bill Bailey is like a... That's just a strong name. No, he was not in Ted Lasso. But he was in The Grudge. <laughs> Fuck that movie. I know. Movie ruined me. All I'm right, so let's... Lonely go to Lady you <laughs> Stuck in my head. <laughs> and I have not had a chance to listen to that. Uh, um, you haven't that listened to the for, remix no, I because we've been recording. Yeah. Oh, I'm shocked. All right. So we get the opening scene where Bailey is talking to her mom and she is keeping the divorce a secret. Yes. And Callie's like, so I'm going to long? call you out on this. And then Bailey kind of goes ha- yeah. too hard, a bit really, too hard. Really quickly. So Callie's like, yeah, how long, uh, how long are you going to keep that a secret for? That kind of seems uh, not like a good idea. And Bailey goes, how long when you started dating women did you keep that from your family? Huh? Huh? Wompity womp womp womp. Anyways. So good times. And he surprises her. Bill 
William Bill Bailey. William. And that's how he finds out about the divorce. He heard from a cousin who spoke to another cousin who got back to, it was the niece and the nephew or something. Someone was talking and yeah. that's, that's how he finds out. You know how family be shit talking. They do be. Um, but yeah, so he doesn't, he's not thrilled. Super judgy. And not nice about it. Really mean. Like of all the ways to phrase it. So we get, uh, um, Callie goes in and is like, Hey, uh, I like women. I date women now. Um, which is random. And she's going to bat for Bailey, kind of like talking him through that. And then we get, do you have the, 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 dialogue for this scene when he's telling her about being a proud father his whole life do you have i feel like that's one that we need to talk through yeah i have been a proud father this is after she saves kelsey's life by the way i have been a proud father your whole life i have been a proud father your mother and i sat in the front row of every dance class every oboe recital call back to her playing oboe uh and we cheered we sat in the front row of every graduation. I was always the first one on my feet and the loudest one in the crowd. I have been a proud father. And today, Miranda, I sat in the gallery and I watched you repair some fat man's hernia. Oh, wait, this is not what he saved. This is the day before Kelsey. Sorry. And for the first time in my life, I felt ashamed of you. This is what you do on Christmas. For this, you traded your husband. For this, you traded your child's family. So you could work all day and go home alone on Christmas to an empty house without even a tree. I have been a proud father, Miranda. But I would be a bad father today if I didn't look you in the eye and tell you you have made a terrible mistake. You broke your family. You set your son up to fail. And the child I raised, she was raised better than that. Yeesh. Bill needs to calm down. Yep. So as both of us have, have daughters. Yes. And I do, I do think that there is a very, a very, there, there's very different dynamics from father to daughter versus mother to daughter, just like yes. there's different dynamics from mother to son and father to son. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I, I don't like about this scene is that he's like, he's saying he, he's instilling his moral line of where he thinks things should rank mm-hmm. that don't line up with Bailey. And he's telling her, you're you're wrong and I'm right. Well, also, this presentation makes it seem like this one choice has negated every good thing she's ever done in her life. Right. Which because, is wrong. Because family is more important than saving lives. But for Bailey, lives are, are more important. And she's made that choice. Well, I don't think it's that saving lives is more important. I think that's just like that marriage was not the right marriage for her. Well, we get, we get to that point in, in the, Chris, the Christmas dinner part where she said that this it was riddled with ultimatums and it was selfishness and it was mm-hmm. not working and like 
she, I guess, I guess we'll combine all these together, but she's tell, she tells her dad, you and mom modeled that kind of love. And I did not get that kind of love. Yeah. Also the whole, I am very, very big fan of the don't stay just because you have kids. Like, because that the relationship they're going to see is not a good one. They're, they should be modeled. Like the relationship children see in their home have a profound effect on every single part of who they are growing up. Yep. Be it positive or negative. Yep. And so you, by removing herself from a relationship that is bad, that is not like the standard you want your kid to think of, she's not setting her son up to fail. Rather, she's setting her son up to have a higher expectation of his own relationships and for his own future, for how he should be treating a partner and how his partner should be treating him. Yep. Do not have to stay with someone just because you have kids. And I know that that is easy. It's an easy thing to say, and it is a hard thing to do. But if the kids are, you think, the inspiration to stay, think about what they're seeing every day. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Just to be in a family where, like, the parents are screaming at each other every day or not even speaking to each other every day. Like that's not doing anything good for them either. Just because you're cohabitating and being miserable doesn't mean that like, Oh wow, that's so great for that kid. No, it's not. Yeah. Take it from two people that have both come from divorced parent homes. Uh, and we ended up fine. We have a, well, I did not come from a divorced parent home. My sister and I were talking about this recently. We're like, you know, there's a lot of discourse around being a child of a divorce. There's not a lot of discord around being an adult of a divorce because we were well out of the house when our parents split up. I guess that's still really difficult and weird a lot of the time. Yeah. But yes, there are different. Carmen can speak on it more from a childhood perspective for sure. We don't need to right now. No, no, no. Clara would hate us. Clara loves this. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's I. It is very. It's very different. Um, and even though Blink One Eighty Two wrote a song about this, we don't need to stay together for wrote the kids. Wrote a song about Carmen. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah. Anyways, I. I do. I will say that from a divorced child household perspective it gives you a lot of desire to not repeat those those mistakes and those doings Mm -hmm. so i i would never stay together with jessica just for marlo Mm -hmm. but i would never let it get to that point right right so um yeah i mean i think with every human being because every human being has flaws when you become a parent, speak if for you yourself. Become a parent. Um, you have to unlearn certain things from your yeah. own childhood because, yeah. and not that like your parents were necessarily bad; they could be great, but there's no way they could have done everything perfect. So you still have to think about the parent your child needs versus the parent you wanted, yeah. and the parent you want to be and need to be, and it's just a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah, yeah. You, the whole like argument of staying together for a kid has never resonated with me because I'm like, but you're miserable and you don't think a kid can pick up on that. They can, 
Yeah, they know. Kids are kids are fucking smart. Kids are very perceptive and they pick up on energy. Yeah. So, anyways, again, so, we know it's easy to say things like, oh, just get a divorce. Yeah. We don't take it lightly. We're just sharing our opinions. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, b- uh, basically Bailey is like, Hey Meredith, I need to invite myself to dinner because my father cannot see that I don't have anything going on with my life. So please be my, oh, yeah. um, friendship beard basically. And so they, uh, he's, cl- he's clearly got a lot of feelings. Um, yeah. Christmas dinner happens and this was this was the scene that I wanted to talk about with with Weber because so uh she starts to talk about the bowel surgery which is like it's a room full of doctors they want to hear this shit (laughs) literally she just did this bowel resection with no with with just general anesthesia she didn't put the guy under uh or didn't put the girl under it's intense it's insane it's like also medical like a like accomplishment that's like yeah that's not like, oh, I did this thing that I do every day. Yeah. It was like a big deal. So, and he's like, you don't need to talk about bowels at the dinner table. Like, ugh, this, this is disgusting. You don't Why need would to hold you your grown adult woman in front of every single person she works Correct. with. And then she goes off on him and. Finally. Yes. I love that she stands up for herself. Do you have this one here too? Yes. Yes. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Preparedness. So prepared. So prepared. Be prepared. Um. Uh, my child is healthy, and Bailey, Mr. Bailey says, "Excuse me. He may not be with me tonight, but he's healthy. He is, and he's well loved. Oh, he's a well loved boy, and he's a happy boy. And staying in an unhappy marriage now is not the time or place." He says. She says, staying in an unhappy marriage, a marriage that I've outgrown, a marriage full of ultimatums and numbness and resentment. That is not the kind of life I want to model for my child. That is not what I want him to believe married love is. Look, I know what's possible. I know what's out there for me because you taught me well. You and mom showed me what true love looks like. So I chose not to settle and I'm happier for it. Even if I'm alone at Christmas, my child is healthy and I'm happy. And you know. And, you know, part of my happiness is the fact that I got to repair a woman's bowel and save her life today. And that's God's work, which makes this appropriate Christmas dinner conversation. I'm happy and my child is healthy. And that's enough for me to date a dad. That's enough. (laughs) And Arizona says, green beans, anyone? And that's when Weber's like, oh, yeah, please. I would love some fucking green beans. beans. I've never wanted any vegetable more in my life. It could be the eggnog talking, but give me some of these fucking green beans. Uh, And then it cuts to New Year's. When she gets to the point where she's like, I saved a girl's life and that's God's work. Everyone at the table is like, yes, true. Preach it. Yes, queen. We agree. (sighs) Good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's uh, also the look on Teddy's face the whole time she's doing it. She's like smiling at her. She's like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. it's giving it's giving me life. It's giving but me life lo- in this like moment. Christina's just like staring at her plate and Meredith is also just staring at her plate. Yeah, it's awkward. It is awkward. I can tell you that I've never been in a situation like that and I hope to never be in a situation like that. But I will in my head be the Michael Jackson eating popcorn in the movie theater meme. Just so you know. I 
I love you so much. And I need to tell you right now that you have absolutely made other people feel that way <laughs> with arguments with your wife in front of them. Well, Jessica started the arguments, so it's not my fault. That's not always the truth. I will not say that is never true because she certainly does. But so do you. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm right. That's the difference. I, I it's like if it. Bailey if started once the argument. In your life you would be right. It's like if Bailey started the argument and was easier. correct. If once you could be right. It would you make everyone's life easier if I was wrong on a ever. Hill that was actually a hill and not just a pile of fucking bullshit. It's a mountain of truth. Mountain of dookie. Anyways, okay. Anyways, the important thing is you're great. Tell me one time I've made people uncomfortable with arguing with Jess in a situation where I was wrong and she was right. Why don't you talk to Gabe? Because you've had many arguments in front of him as roommates. Oh, that's totally different. That's different. Mm. Because I've lived in a house with a married couple and they also had arguments. Same. Yeah. So like, it's fine. I, mean I'm meaning like comfortable. They I've, we've never had an argument in the middle of a dinner table scenario on Christmas day. Okay. <laughs> Specifically. I need to narrow it down so that it's physically impossible for this to have ever happened because in every other version it has happened. I remember when we had friends giving in that old tiny Tierra Vista apartment though. Yeah. I, I just, I think there's still a, there's still videos that exist of that or someone had posted Good those every once in a while. And I just, it was simpler, simpler times back then. Ain't that the fucking truth? Less, less discourse in the. Remember when we drove to Tampa to get Portillo's and now there's a Portillo's in Orlando. We drove to Tampa for your birthday and we got Portillo's on the way back. It was not my birthday. Was that not the trip that we were on the beach because it was your birthday? No, and we, and we didn't go to Tampa for my birthday. We went to Madeira. Cl yeah, but that was right by Tampa. But no, it was right by St. Augustine. Hmm. These are different occasions. What occasion are you talking about? My birthday. Right, right. But we never went to Tampa just for Portillo's only. We literally did. We took two cars full of people. We all spent the night at that apartment and then we drove two cars to Portillo's simply because it was the closest Portillo's and you wanted Portillo's. But why would we do that just because I wanted Portillo's? Was it a birthday of mine? Because of who you are as a human being. And you were like, you guys don't know about hot dogs until you've had Portillo's. Nerp -a -derp -a -derp. But there's, this must have been that first, that the, within the first couple of months of me moving there. Probably. You guys are probably just trying to be nice and make me feel welcome and included in the group. I don't think that's it. I think we just had nothing else going on in our lives and we all had the same days off. So we were like, okay. Well, that makes me feel we'll a little bit better hot though. Dogs with this weirdo. Listen, hot dogs are the fucking Anyways, bomb. Um, I have my other fun fact for the episode. Yes. Sorry, Sarah. Um, the song. I love that they underscored the Bailey and her dad scene with the acapella Silent Night. Yes. Those vocals are Sarah Ramirez. So the person who plays Callie. Callie? Mm-hmm. Can you send me that version of that song too at some point? Yeah. So I can listen see to it. See if I can find it. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. So good. I know. Such a good cover. Such a good version of that song. That's pretty crazy. Um, these, these, uh, it's times like these. And I think people in Hollywood are, are too talented sometimes. Yeah, they are very talented. I mean, it's insane. Um, okay. Any, any final thoughts before we rank and wrap this up? Um, and any final last predictions that we want to talk through, but any, any notes that we missed here? Um, wait, the table scene, there's a table scene of, uh, Thanksgiving. It should be, we shouldn't go around the table and say what we're thank grateful for. We should say what oh, we're not yeah. grateful for. The merger, and, the merger. Yeah. Masters. And, and that's the scene. So this is so funny. Um, that's when they're, he, Alex is like, I hate those people. They're eating all the pie at the nurse's station. Oh, yeah. uh, so funny. I've never felt more uh, relatable to Alex. Pie in the fridge? <laughs> Gosh, classic. Uh, that was before we even moved down to Florida, for the record. I know. That was in in her college, college apartment. College, yeah, apartment. Uh, which I still think of to this day. I wonder... I would love a pumpkin pie right now. So Christina tells Meredith that her daddy issues are working for her. Um, that's when they mm-hmm. say uh, to Christina, you're Teddy's bitch. And Alex goes, that's my problem. I'm nobody's bitch. Christina goes, you were Izzy's bitch. And then Alex like gets <laughs> disgusted. He goes, you're the bitch. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, <laughs> so funny. whoa, everyone friends. just needs to calm down. <laughs> oh, so funny. Because you can so tell funny. Alex is really good at dishing it, but he cannot take it. It's very true. So true. I love it. Yeah. No no uh, mention of Reed or Charles in this episode. Correct. Or April. Well, that's because she was fired. Yeah. It's all all my notes. It's all my notes that I got. Well, uh, why don't you, you rate it first? Uh, This episode is a 4.4. This is so 4.7. Nice. Why 4.4? I think because it's, uh, there wasn't any like, uh, like really crazy medical drama in this. Mm. Interestingly enough, there was a girl who had no heart for 45 days. And okay. Hold they on. Operated on her. Hold under on. General anesthesia. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, uh-huh. those were dramatic things mm-hmm. that weren't really handled in dramatic ways. Does that make sense? Like we get the opening scene where they, but like the, the cold open where they are like, oh, we, this girl, we've got to get, get rid of the heart. It's a flappy piece of flesh. Doesn't do it. Does nothing for her. And then Christina's like, well, okay, well, what do we do? And then uh, we just take it out. We'll figure it out as we go. Then it didn't really, it was just like, I knew, like I had a feeling in my gut that this girl was going to live the entire episode. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel there was a dramatic, when I say dramatic piece for like the, um, the, the medical sense, there was no one in this episode that I felt at any point they were going to die. I didn't feel like nosebleed kid was going to die. I didn't feel like heartless girl was going to die. That's what I mean by that. It was dramatic and it was interesting, but it wasn't like there was, it it felt like there were no stakes in this episode. Okay. 
But I will say the thing that, that way. I, it is just how I feel. Um, but also the the Sloan Sloan thing was funny. Uh, mm-hmm. That that was a good a good twist. I didn't see that she was you know I didn't see that she was pregnant. I didn't see that coming. So um, yeah, that's that's what I got. Okay. Why was it a four point seven for you? Uh, I think the acting was so good. Loved the introduction of Billiam Bailey. Um, loved the. Mm, I really loved Kelly singing Silent Night. I mean, I know it wasn't Kelly, but you can't get over that. Also, um, he's not living in Shondaland, which makes me believe that we'll never get to see him again. When do I put people in Shondaland and tell you how many episodes of Grace they're in? Mm, that's Never. fair. That's fair. It's a good point. <laughs> okay, so he's a recurring character. Got it. Message received. So, you just told um, me a spoiler. Okay. So uh, I don't even remember what I was saying anymore. Anyways, it was a really good episode. That's it was I'm a good saying. episode. We we both have it ranked higher yeah, than Yeah. The normal episode. I just, uh, I think part of this, because I don't, I don't write down, I haven't written down my scores like in the moment. I kind of have been mm-hmm. letting it, letting yeah. it sit. Um, the hard part is that there were some crazy things that happened in private practice between when I watched this episode and now us recording it. And I think right. that those, those, uh, associative pieces, I think we're lowering it just a little bit. I, I'd be willing to go as high as 4.5, but I think about that's about as high as I'd be willing to go. It was uh, not a five. Yeah, it wasn't a five. No, but it was, it was close to a five for me. I love this episode, I, but I love, um, I love the holidays. So I think that's probably why part of why yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, okay. Predictions, Richard and Meredith and all of that. I think I think I had already said it a little bit, so I'm going to try to remember what I wanted to say of that. But I believe that Weber is going to get found out, but Meredith is not going to break the secret. I think that uh, probably probably Derek or Bailey, the people who are closest to him, are going to, or even Adele. Maybe Adele finds out and she brings it to their attention. But Meredith is not going to not going to break confidence. Um. Okay. So. He Meredith tells no one, so everyone just finds out elsewhere. Other way, yeah. Um, what about you think Sloane's gonna stick around and have some kind of complication? Yeah, and then she, um, I'm officially predicting that she'll be the reason that we have a private practice crossover. Um, Owen and Christina. I I really do think that that he's he's gonna kiss Teddy. He's gonna tell Christina, and then Christina's gonna be like, "In all honesty, I I kissed Jackson," and then that's that's when shit's gonna go down. Um, and so, but do him and Christina are they like still together when this happens? And do they I stay think, together? I think they're gonna be on a break. Ross and Rachel style. I think Hunt's going to have sex with Teddy. Teddy's going to end up leaving because he's going to choose to be back with Christina. Okay. Um, Is that everybody? Is that everybody? Oh, Callie in Arizona. Anything? 
No, they're just beautiful and in love. Vibing. And great. Vibing. Um, Alex. I I don't know what's going on because I, I wrote a line for Izzy with a question mark and I was hoping there'd be some notes, but she's gone again. So Yeah. We'll see. He deserves some make- resolution. What? Do you want to make a prediction about anybody from Mercy West? No, not right now. Okay. Especially because we didn't we didn't even see Reed and Charles yeah. in this episode. Yeah, I know. This was a light one for them. So I wasn't sure if you wanted to just say something silly. Because you do like to do that. All right. I can I can muster something up here. So Reed and here's the thing. Reed and Charles, they're going to end up getting drunk at a bar and having sex on the countertop. And then while they're having sex, Charles is going to say, hey, I need you to know that I told Izzy that I loved you, but I don't actually love you. I don't even know your name. Uh, and then she, they have a kid together. They have a kid. Perfect. I do think you said the Reed married Jackson. Yeah, well, but and uh, Jackson, died. Jackson oh, adopts. Oh, Charles. Jackson adopts. <laughs> I'm awesome. I forget what I say. I just say it. I know. And, you know, you really put zero thought into things that come out of your yeah. mouth. Joe's going to deliver the baby. So wow, it's Joe's Joe, bar so. where they have sex. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Clara, this one's for you. Uh, I thank you all for sticking it out. Hopefully I won't sound like this ever again. And uh, just remember to follow us on Instagram, Grey's Academy Pod, Chaotically Kelsey, Carmen.Gabriel.Official. Email us, Pod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on the TikTok, Grey's Academy Pod, and the Twitter, the same handle. Um, We love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please make sure you're continuing to share and tell all the people in the world all about us. And remember, if you see Carmen walking down the street. No spoilers, no spoilies. We appreciate you all listening, and we will see you all in the next one.